Marvelous. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at us. <laughs> look, at us. look at us. Look at us doing this. I know, just amazing, right? I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just want to straight, straight off say thank you very much for participating in this. I just, for me, it just came out of a need just to engage with artists again because obviously, my, my, my whole thing is about, you know, experiencing live music, seeing, seeing art yeah. display, and that's what my blog is about. And I just, I was just like, well, I can't because this whole COVID-19 pandemic thing. So it's just like trying to rack my brain around at, at how to connect with artists again. And yeah, this is the way to do, do, do it. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some people who won't have the means to be able to physically do it. So they'll appreciate what you're doing for sure. You know, I'm not sure how much they'll appreciate me going on it, but <laughs> just say, in, general, in general, in general, you know. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, um, glad to have you here. And I can see that you've got a good car right, right in front, front of you as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's right here. It's a little bit out of shot, but it's, it's, it's yeah. the guitar that I use at all of the shows. Yeah, so fantastic. it's the only one I have. So I'm not lucky enough to be sponsored by, you know, Guild or whoever, like, you know, so or they don't send me free. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they don't send me free stuff, so uh, <laughs> so I had to buy this with my savings when my other one got stolen. So. Oh no, no, that's that's not on. Um, do you want to start off with a song and then and then we'll chat? Yeah, however you want me to do it, man. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll start off with "More Than Love Owes Me" because it was the first song that I ever wrote for my solo project, and with this whole lockdown. Um, um, it's delayed a lot of my releases, my plans for this year. Um, originally, the next single out was supposed to be Heartbeat, probably, but it's just with lockdown, it's trying to find someone who can um, find, trying to find like another female voice uh, for the track, um, just to, you know, add a little bit of something to it. Um, it's yeah. that way on the demo, but it's just a rough guide vocal on the demo, and um, the person who did it can't record it now because she's in America and can't record from home, so. You know, we're just trying to figure out doing that and the right person to do that. But I think in the meantime, we're going to release uh, More Than Love As Me, which is a bit more like On Fire. It's a bit more upbeat. You've already, yeah. you've already probably heard it if you're any, I don't want to say a fan of mine, because that seems really like, you know, big headed. But I suppose if you've been to a show that you've seen me play at, um, you'd have seen it. But, you know, um, so this is More Than Love As Me. I'm going to give it a go. So here we go. times do we have to go around and round in circles how many times do I have to say I've learned to follow my ways and I'm right here on the stage and I'm dying to show you how it changed but it don't mean loving me or any tops and dimes what good is giving love if you don't come around? We use to change who I am. We see, honey, I love love more than it owes me. I 
How many times do we have to go around and round in circles? How many ways do we have to prove that I'm willing to be your man? And I'm all for 90 proof. I'm dying to show you how I'm changed. Yeah, because it don't mean a lot to me. Oh, that it's ups and downs. And what good is giving love if you don't come around? What do you good to have a cheer of any kind just after because i've stopped doing online shows because yeah. i like doing podcasts i say i've stopped doing online shows i did a few charity ones for a local charity near where i live um but it just feels weird like you, you, you're streaming live to facebook and um and then you know you the, the song ends and you know there's not even an atmosphere like you know i'm still at the stage in my career as it were where where there are people who there are some people in the bar that you're playing at or the venue you're playing at who ain't there to see you. And that's fine. Like, I'm just happy for people to be out and about and enjoying themselves. But I like the, the atmosphere. I like the challenge of going up there and punching them in the mouth and going, you're going to have to listen whether you want to or not, which is why I don't do a whole lot of slow songs in my sets sometimes just for right now. I write them, but you know, maybe that's the next set of releases, but, but I enjoy even that, like just the buzz of being somewhere like you know it's just it's um it's so different so like when you finish a song and you're on a facebook live stream yeah. and it's just like a comment on the side going woo like it doesn't feel the same yeah. and um it's hard to get excited for them for me actually well um i i mean i viewed a few live live streams and ever and you know seen a few 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 artists but i there's that disconnect because there's a screen between you and the <laughs> artist you're you're not there. You're 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 not participating. You're you're not listening to. It. I mean, you are. You know, you can type away some some common comments and stuff, and you smiley faces faces and things like that. But mm. 
And um, speaking to the different artists, that, I mean, they, you know, they have said how much they actually miss being on stage because the audience is that extra factor that, that, that you know, that, that makes you feel for artists as well. You know, you give, mm -hmm. give them that, that buzz. Yeah, I mean, we met at the Hannah Paris show at the yeah. uh, Camden Chapel, for example, yeah. and that was great. You know, that was what, 30, 40 people? I mean, it's a tiny venue. Uh, so it, you couldn't get anyone else in there, really. It was, no. you know, it was full. Like, it was crazy for Hannah and I and Gareth Nugent. And um, there's a girl whose name I always forget, but she was fabulous too. He was um, well, but I can't remember. I know, but she was fabulous. I'll find it out. So and I'll, bad. I'll post like an Instagram story. And sorry, I'll forget. But it was just like, she just kind of kept to herself a little bit and you knew that she wanted to do that and that was fine. But she was fabulous too. Um, you know, so, and that's, you know, that, that sort of seeing the crowd that you kind of play off of that and you don't do things like that I do. I like to talk to the crowd and like the, I make fun of myself in front of the crowd. You know what yeah. I do. And, um, you know, when there's no one there to do that and you don't know that people are responding to you on the other end of the street, it's difficult, man. So, you know, that's sort of why I haven't been doing it a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah. So, I mean, take that song that you've just played, played for us. How did that come Did it just hit you straight at once or did it just come all right, in an afternoon, then, then another, another morning? Did, how many times did you have to rewrite it or did you think that I need this, I need that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the songs that I release um, are come together relatively quickly in the sense that like they come to they come together with me in an acoustic guitar very quickly. I don't want to say that, you know, because the, the recording them and everything, that's way more work. Yeah. Because I go into Jack and I, you know, I say to him, I'm like, I have this idea. Um, Cinderella, for example, I went into Jack with two songs. One of them was Cinderella. And I said, I don't think I want to record Cinderella. Oh, and I, didn't, I wasn't even, I was, like, I was like, I don't even, I know. I was like, I don't even know if I want to record it. There was another song that I will record called What Did I Do to Deserve You, which is a bit like Justin Timberlake, Chris Stapleton, upbeat kind of style sort of thing. Yeah. And um, I really wanted to record that. Yeah. Um, but he said, no, 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 I can hear Cinderella. I can just, so just you know, see, we, can, we have to credit Jack um, for the birth of Cinderella, really, because I, I just thought it was a bit too, eh, for everyone. But, you know, so it, it's great. But with, with More Than Love, it was me. Yeah. That that one, I remember at the time, I'd just come back from the United States from living there, um, wasn't in a great place. And I'd only just started writing songs for myself sort of thing. Yeah. And um, it was probably not until, so I'd, I just started um, dating this one girl. And I say dating, we were like seeing each other. And we, she decided that I wasn't ready yet because I'd only just come back home from America and there was a whole thing about the breakup that I'd been through, mm. which was long enough before, but in her mind, not long enough. And in you know, my mind, it was long enough. Um, so she would always tell me that I'm not ready for this relationship. I'm not ready for this. And then eventually um, I just said to her, you know what, I think it's you who's not ready for this. And yeah. she agreed. And, um, you know, I, I suppose, but I'd already written the song. So she knows it's about her. We're still in touch. We're still friends. Like we're friends. You know, we talk like, you know, quite a lot. Um, yeah. She is one of the, if I need like an opinion that's not like sweet and saccharine, I'm going to be like, you know, oh yeah, I like that one. Like, you know, she, she will tell me, Alex yeah. will tell me, trust me. Um, 
so I still value her uh, friendship because of that. But she, yeah, I wrote it about her because, you know, you know, I was saying like, what use is it um, changing who I am if you're not here to see? Like, you know, like, I was just like, well, what's the point of me trying to do all these things that you say I should be doing if you're not the one who's going to be, who, who's going to be there to, you know, um, have the benefit of those things. Cause I knew they were things that I needed to change about myself in general anyway, just to like get over what had been going on in the States. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, especially, you know, it was me just saying, look, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I've been quite lucky in love and I feel like that perhaps, um, you know, while not having that sort of love like my parents have had uh, together for, you know, 30 odd years now, 33 years this year in August, um, I've still, you know, loved people. I love my children, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it was just, you know, I do feel like I owe love more than it owes me. Like, you know, I feel like I need to give it a, a little bit back. Yeah. Considering all of the all of the luck and all of the ways that I've done, not not treated people, but um, things that I could have done better. Let's say, you know, like yeah, yeah. I could have listened more stuff. So yeah, that's kind of what this is about. Is about, you know, just you know, realizing that, you know, hang on a minute, you know, love is all giving, you know, yeah. and if all you're going to do is take, then that's not the, the best you, thing in the world to do. Yeah, you can't just sim simply take, take, take. It's not like a, like, an, like a bank or anything like that. You just can't nah. withdraw. Even, even you have to put in. You have yeah. to be committed. You have to put in a lot of yourself. You know, not, yeah. all, not, not only in your songs but in your relationships and everything like that um you've you've got to give it all or else well, well what's the point right i mean right my 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 play with my next question to you is i mean you kind of have like answered it mostly but it's like why you write the songs that 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 you have i mean the thing is is that for a long time most basically Hang on, are we both drinking blackcurrant squash? Vimto! Vimto? I haven't got any Vimto. I've got Sainsbury's blackcurrant and apple squash. Mm. Vim, juice Vim, of the gods. For the win. Juice, it's no, juice of the god, whichever god. Ju of all of the gods. Juice of the gods. Of the gods. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. No, but it's funny because, so for when I was in America, like I've always played music. Um, I was in emo bands when I was younger. Yeah, I wasn't very good at being an emo, but I really liked the music and um, my range just didn't really suit that sort of like, you know, Aaron Gillespie, Adam Lazara sort of like, we like together, just that. that sort of stuff. I can't, you know, I can't keep that up for a whole thing. Um, funny story, though, I was so we did have a band. We were called um, Remember Right Now and we had once i can't remember the chords to it or, or else i play the chorus to it but um but actually um bit of music trivia the drama of our band was dan flint of you me at six uh so the drama from dan the drama from you me at six was our drama first oh, wow. uh, so he's only ever been in two bands remember right now and you me at six so <laughs> <laughs> you know so that's a pretty cool thing but i look i just I, I was in america for a long time always played music hadn't played gigs really yeah um, just played at parties and stuff People kept saying, you, you should do this, you should do this. And then after my um, relationship in America with my kid's mum broke down and I came back to England after some visa issues, I thought all I've ever done is, you know, do the right thing. You know, yeah. um, you know I've, I've always, um, 
got on the job. Like I worked at a bank. So I was a sales manager at a bank. I was a sales manager at a car dealership. I was assistant branch manager of a bank. And I'd always done everything because I had responsibilities and I was always taught to do that. I wasn't, I wasn't ever told not to follow my dreams, but my dream at the time was to be a sports reporter. And I was. Um, the problem is, is it didn't pay too well. So when I came home, I um, decided to take another job that didn't pay too well, which was music. Um, but it just helped me get through that breakup, really. And I'll, I won't sit here and say that all of the songs have like a deep, unfa- like unknown meaning to them. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll get a melody in my head and I'm just like, put words to it right now so you don't forget it. And then you turn it around and then you can build the song. Like, there's no right or wrong way to build it, you know. And I love that part in uh, Bruce Springsteen's documentary on Netflix when he's, uh, when he's live on Broadway. And he just yeah, yeah. Goes, I made it up. That's how good I am. And I'm just like, well, you know, he was like, I wasn't a race car. There you go. Western stars, baby. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a great, you know, it's, it's so like, it's such a great, you know, oh. I think, I think a lot of people are very, um, sorry, I just had to mute my phone. My brother was calling me. Um, I think a lot of people are too hung up on, well, there has to be some sort of like massive meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. not really. As long as you, if you can write, I write for other people, not always myself. So when I write for other people, I think, What's the song that A, I would want to hear on the radio and B, what do I want to hear it address while, when I've got this like cool melody? And that's what I'll do. You know, sometimes like the song More Lovers Me and Cinderella, they do have a deeper meaning. But, you know, those ones, I think, may, look, maybe they're better because they have that meaning. I don't know. That's for other people to uh, judge, I suppose. But yeah, I, ju- I just love doing it. I just love creating them. So fantastic, fantastic. Um- now, did this is to you to go back a bit, but um, and I didn't get a chance to see see when you were doing this, but you were supporting Diana Wheeler when she was Diana Wheeler, yeah, Diana Wheeler, yeah, who is actually supporting Eli Young Band um, on the third of July. So, <laughs> you know, that was a pretty cool thing. It was me, it was Diana Wheeler, um, Hayden Vitera, who is her uh, fiddle player and guitar player, but also he is. Um, an amazing musician. I mean, he's played for Stevie Wonder. He's played for like this guy. So I just like clung on to him the whole of the time because he was like this wealth of knowledge. So we had Hayden Vitera, we had Rafi um, in Deanna's band who were playing uh, with her. And then we had the new Arkansans. Um, we had yeah. Kelso and, um, you know, and his, and his partner. And we just, it was such a great little group of people. We all traveled in one van. So I met them in London and then we traveled all the way to Leeds and then Manchester in this van and then all the way up to Edinburgh through the Scottish borders. Like, you know, just, I can't even tell you how much tequila was uh, drunk. <laughs> on that. And then there's actually the, the final date of the tour in Birmingham was because it was the new Arkansans. Um, they're sort of from there, like they're from, they live in America, but they're like the, the girl from the new Arkansans. She, she, she grew up there and we played at a place called Jojo Jim's and yeah honestly we were drinking tequila out of a water bottle before we even went on stage like we're just like like you know it was just it's just you're there with all these like latin americans sort of like people from texas and like the the deep south like arkansas you know arkansas arkansas um so it was um yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of fun brilliant brilliant audiences in places like edinburgh we had a full house um we played two shows that night that was my birthday we played two shows that day that was real fun so um, have I got time just to tell you real quick? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I have got as much time as you as you want as you need. I just know I talk a lot. This is a journalist thing. We do this. This is what we do. <laughs> this is like um, I'll but, ask the question, and then you can just speak, and it's just like yeah, 
because <laughs> they, they don't really want to hear my voice. They want to hear you. They want to hear right. your songs. They want to hear your story because but I ramble quite a lot. That's the <laughs> thing. That's all I'm saying. So great, so we... great, great stuff. Because for, for me, it, it doesn't necessarily just this. The podcast doesn't necessarily just have to be you know the, the music and being reverential to do the music. It's it's about the artists themselves, you know, the, the singer, the songwriter, what, what influences, what, what, what shapes them, what, what has shaped them, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. what, I mean, why country music? Why this, I mean, I, I don't want to use the word genre, but why this specific area of music? Yeah, and I see so quite a lot. I'll always say that I never said that I make country music. It's just everybody else that does. <laughs> But um, which is not which is not a uh, not that I don't want to be classed as that at all. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I'm I'm happy to be classed as that, and it's because obviously I worked in for places like you know briefly at Countryline, did a feature for Chris Country once, and then you know um, I've you know all of these UK country news. So people got to know me through that. So I think that people will immediately associate me with that. But honestly, when I first moved to America, I hated country music. Oh, I was dating a girl who hated. I was dating a girl who hated country music. And yeah. I think that because I didn't really know about it, I just kind of followed on her thing, like making fun of it, you know, and all that sort of thing. But the one song I did really like, it was the first country song that I ever heard in the US, was that um, Rain is a Good Thing by Luke Bryan. Oh, wow. Rain makes corn, corn makes whiskey. And I was like, oh, this is catchy. And like, if this is country, I'm all right with this, you know. So um, a few years, anyway, so I, I date that girl for four years. Um, but in between we broke up and I was started seeing this girl called Michelle Kiesdick who is now married with kids but she um she turned me on to country music so she got me to watch this movie called Country Strong with her yeah and I like loved it I loved the cheesiness of it first of all because I'm a big cheese ball um, but, I loved, but I loved the music you know and then so and I sort of, sort of went out and I had an internship at the time at Sirius XM radio in Manhattan and um, the band Fun came to play on President's Day. So there was no one else in the place. It was just me and my one friend who works for Sirius XM on reception in this sound control room with the band Fun playing in the studio. And they played Lady, Ante- uh, sorry, Lady A's We Own the Night. Oh, wow. So, and I was, I was thinking, oh my God, this is a country song. This is a great song. So I went home, the bus home from Manhattan. I think I listened to it on repeat the whole way home. Yeah. And, um, Started from there, and then I got into people like Zach Brown. You know, I'm I'm yeah. very much into the more modern country because I yeah. was raised on things like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I was raised on t- like T-Rex, Fats Domino, Buddy Holly, because that's what my dad loved. He even had a rockabilly magazine that he made, and he used to distribute oh, wow. to people. So he's yeah, he's great. He's just there's so many things that you know he's just put like he's got so many records that I can't even tell you. So I grew up listening to like vinyl. It was always normal for us to have vinyl in the house. It was always normal for me to go out and buy a vinyl for my dad even when no yeah. one else was listening to vinyls because I was like oh I'm at HMV do you want the Beatles Naked uh, EP yeah make sure the quarters aren't like you know just, yeah. and I'll like and I'll, I'll give you that when you get home like you know this is the things I used to do so like we've always been involved musically with things and we've always been a bit uh, you know my brother who plays bass in the band as well you know we've um, we've always been a little bit different like the two the people who are in my band two of them used to be in metal bands and one of them's a session musician so like you know <laughs> You know, we're, and we're out here playing country, man. So it's it's crazy. So it's 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 such a weird. I don't even know how to tell you how we got how I got into it. Definitely because of a girl at first, but yeah. I think it just um. Yeah, I think it just spoke 
most to the way that I wanted to write songs, to the way that I liked listening to songs, really, is the um, very long answer to a short question. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for me, I, I feel that, you know, um, people do look down on con country music, especially in this con country, um, because they, they, they have an image in their head which doesn't translate to what country music is now. Because yeah. country is just one little, little word, but it, it encompasses so many different people. You've got Larkin Poe, Brothers Osborne, George Jones, you've got The Wandering Hearts, Lauren Jenkins, and you know, they're, they're so diverse. Each artist brings their, their own. Mm. Come to me, it's a feeling that country gives. It's a feeling. You, you can't nail, nail it down to a specific thing. Yes, there are songs about heartbreak and romance, but it's all about a feeling of the soul. You, you know, you've got to have a connection. And I think that's what, what that gives, gives you. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Um, yeah, I don't know if I can put it any better than that, really. It, it's one of those... When you hear like a really great sort of country song, it gives you these like goosebumps, doesn't it? Because then it's the storytelling and it's the fact that, you know, it's okay to write soppy love songs for every song that you want to write. That's okay. Just do it in an interesting and fun way and we'll listen, you know? And I find that it's, it's also the community as well. You know, the, the, the country community, be it in the United States or the UK, you know, um, and the only reason I know any of the country community in the United States is because I know people who live there. I haven't gone out there and played or anything. Like, I'm not yeah. like, you know, I haven't done anything secret or ever. You know, I just know I have friends. So it's, um, you know, it's just nice to be part of what feels like a family. Like, it feels like we're all out for the same goal. And, you know, and it's nice to have the same artists on the same bills. You know, I play with Lucy Blue and Shannon Hines quite a lot. Um it's not always by design. <laughs> it just kind of happens. Um, so yeah, especially when you get us all three of us in writers rounds together, we're always laughing and joking, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, I love, you know, the way that people connect with country music in general. And especially I'm surprised at how quickly people have been connecting to my music, seeing as I am, you know, I'm 32 now. Like I've, not, I've only just started doing this when I'm, you know, 30 years old. Yeah. Um, so I feel a lot grayer than this when I show up to a writer's round and I've got some like gorgeous 22 year old blonde, like, you know, and I'm like, Jesus, why didn't I start when I was 22 and gorgeous? But there you go. It's, you know, <laughs> one of those things. So, <laughs> Well, you know, um, that's, the, 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 that's the thing with music, with music. I don't think there is an age really requirement. You, you don't have to no. be, you know, and that, that, good good music people will always listen in to good music or a good voice or a good lyric or a good hook because that's that's what draws them in and then you know you think well, all right i want to listen to to more 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 of this i want to listen to to more of this artist i know when we met in camden chap chapel it was like i was completely blown i went who is this guy why have i not heard of scott scott nichols before I mean, I made sure that I, I definitely followed follow, follow you after that because, because, because I wanted more because once you, I think for, for me, me, music is a way of connecting to, to people and connecting to a feeling that's just bigger, bigger than you. And 
one way of doing that, you know, is, you know, by going to live gigs. But yeah, as a substitute, is list listening on Vine or because you don't get that same thing on C Spotify. Yeah, or Spotify. Mm. No, you don't. No, you really don't. You know, and I've I told you my dad's got hundreds of vinyls. I mean, I'm not sometimes I do these things from uh, the spare room which has got all of like, a load of his vinyls in as well. And I just go, look at all of this stuff. I mean, see, my dad's the kind of guy who had, so about 13 years ago, 14 years ago, he sold David Bowie's first ever single oh. to a man in Germany. Yeah. And this was before he died, of course. Yeah. And I think it was, it, he's, he's got a record book that tells him all the values of records. So I think he set it with a reserve of 300 quid. Yeah. The guy paid nine hundred pounds for it because they want it. It's Davy Jones, you know. It's not as David Bowie. It's Davy Jones, and not just that. They want that experience, like the way they first heard David Bowie. They don't want. They can listen to it on Spotify or download it, but they don't want that. They'd rather pay nine hundred pounds just to listen to the, you know, the forty-five that came out. You know, so it's crazy. You know, or a little seven-inch though. Definitely. Now, um, do you have another song song for for us? Yeah, I can play. I can play another song whenever you like. Yeah, of course, can. Excellent, excellent. Um, I, I know your um, new 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 sing sing sing. Well, I say it's new. It's hum humble and kind. Humble and kind. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's well. See, what surprises me is that I thought this was like one of the most famous country songs ever, and then there are people who went, "Oh, your new song is so lovely and beautiful," and I was like, "Thank you." However. Laurie McKenna wrote it, <laughs> not me. Like, you know, like it's quite, you know, and obviously Tim McGraw covered it. That's the one that we all know. And that's the one that I did it in the sort of style of. Um, but yeah, I could, I could play that if you want. Yeah, I can play it. It's, I was just sitting around strumming it before we got on the call. So yeah, why don't Fantastic. we do All right. And also before we get going as well, I would just say that um, if you haven't already mentioned it to the people that you follow, um, Dixie Fields streamed this year. It's going to be real good. Just it's five pounds, so I'm just yeah. going to get a plug in there. You can see me uh, do a video of Wild World, um, the Kip Moore song that I released for Country Hits Homemade Country Hits Weekend. Um, it's because they requested it, and I love it. So my producer and I went out to Bushy Park in Richmond, and we filmed it. So we hope fantastic. That you like it. And uh, that will be coming on the 11th of July, but it will be exclusive to Dixie Fields festival on the 11th of july so not it won't be out to the public until probably yeah. august so if you want to watch it when it comes out it's only five pounds and it helps the festival stay on its feet i don't get nothing i don't want nothing so yeah all right now that's done <laughs> <laughs> all right let's play some humbling kind sorry i said a cough sweet <laughs> Start shine, always stay humble and kind. 
Go to church cause your mama says to Visit grandpa every chance that you get It won't be wasted time Always stay humble and kind Hold the door, say please, say thank you Don't steal, don't cheat and don't I know you got a mountains to climb, but always stay humble and kind. When the dreams you're dreaming come to you, when the work you put in is realized, let yourself feel the pride, but always stay humble and kind. Don't expect a free ride from no one. Don't own and grudge your Achilles' why Bitterness keeps you from flying. Always stay humble and kind. And know the difference between sleeping with someone. Oh, and sleeping with someone you love. I love you ain't no bigger blind Always stay humble and kind Hold the door, say please, say thank you Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie I know you got a mountains to climb But always stay humble and kind And when the dreams you're dreaming come to When the work you put in is realized Let yourself feel the pride But always stay humble and kind Yeah Woo. When it's hot, eat a root beer popsicle. Shut off the AC and roll the windows down. But that summer sunshine always stay humble and kind. Don't take for granted the love this life gives you. When you get where you go, and don't forget to turn back around. And help the next one in line. Always stay humble and kind. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I've only got one question, which is, <laughs> what is the future like for Scott Nichols? What what? Can, can we expect next? Well, um, so we have, you know, it, it, it's hard to plan for the future. I'll be honest, like, yeah, I haven't been extremely creative through this lockdown process. Actually, my producer kind of had to drag me out of like a huge, you know, hole because um, I missed performing. And even though 
I had pretty much the same amount of time available to me, I guess, to write and stuff, maybe even more than I did before. I just didn't feel like it. Um, I have since written a few more songs. Um, like I said, we just shot the video in Richmond Park for Dixie Fields. Yeah. So we got Dixie Fields uh, on the 11th of July, which has got some great people, um, great, great people playing from the US and the UK. Um, I'm not playing live, but you know, we're part of the new music house, so that'd be fantastic for, um, for a lot of people to open their eyes to a lot of new artists. Um, but while we were doing the shoot in Richmond Park, you know, we're, I'm very lucky that I have a good friend um, who actually helped put on the gig at the Troubadour that we did, the full band show, uh, Johnny Gray. And he has filmed, he filmed a Cinderella acoustic video and, um, you know, at his, um, you know, a, a place that we, we, he found for us. I don't know exactly where it was, but it was, yeah. I went to London and he showed me it and it was great. So we filmed it there, had like a jukebox. And um, we're thinking of taking a bunch of people, uh, and when I say a bunch of people, people who are involved with the project, like my brother, uh, my producer, drummer of the band, uh, a couple of new guys that you don't know yet that will hopefully have uh, playing things like keys and stuff. Um, and we're going to take them to the middle of nowhere, somewhere in like Yorkshire or something. We found a barn yeah. uh, for a weekend over my birthday in February, and we're just going to we're going to do a lot of writing. Um, we're going to do a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and um we're gonna do um we're hopefully uh we're gonna film it kind of you know do some exclusive performances of the new songs that are coming out in the sort of second release schedule um i'm hoping to hook up with not in that sense but like link up with uh <laughs> kezia gill yeah. um because yeah. we have a we also have a we have a single coming out at some point it's a duet called love is um we don't know when though, because we want to shoot a video for it and we don't know when we can, <laughs> we can do that. So we're just like, kind of sitting on this thing right now. So we've got, we've got Heartbeat to come. We've got More Than Lovers Me to come. We've got Love Is to come. And then we've got um, a sort of journey um, into the new record um, by way of documentary. Just trying to keep myself busy and keep stuff coming out for people. So, you know, even if they're not huge fans, they can even just people who just heard of me, they can watch it, see what I'm really about rather than just, a, you know, some mouthpiece on Instagram or Twitter or something, you know, and just um, get to know me a bit better and get to know where the music comes from a bit better. So, well, I just want to say thank you very, very much for, for your time and join joining me on this pod podcast. And I can't wait to see you live again because, you know, that's. That, that's the experience that, 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 you know, I enjoy the most. But um, yeah. I, I love the acoustic versions of your songs that you've just done for us. And thank, thank you very much. Oh, thank you for even asking me. It, it's weird when people ask me to do this still, because I'm like, oh, you, me? Really? Me? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, me. Um, but no, thanks very much. And look, I hope I'm about playing live again soon so I can come up with you in DC. So, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Cheers. All right. Well, bye. Thank you very much, dude.